0: Well, hey, everybody, thank you so much for joining me for today's video devotion that is part of our New Testament reading plan, the book of Genesis chapter 34. Now, I know you're probably wondering about the setting for this, uh, this video. Um, I'm so tired of it being cold and I'm so ready for spring and warm weather so we can get out and hike and do things outside that I decided I would do today's devotion in the woods. Uh, actually, I'm in our recording studio using a green screen, but at least it makes me feel like it's spring and I can be outside. So I thought I'd have a little fun today. We are in Genesis 34, and um, man, there's 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 not much redeeming I can say about what happens in this chapter, because it's about rape, deceit, and murder. Um, in this chapter, if you've already read it, you know that. But let's look at the first two verses real quickly. 34 verses 1 and 2 in Genesis. The Bible says, Now Dinah, the daughter of Leah, so this is Jacob and Leah's daughter, whom she had born to Jacob, went out to visit the daughters of the land. So she's out in the surrounding area visiting the, the Canaanites, the local people. Verse 2, When Shechem, the son of Hamar of the of, of the uh, Hivites, the prince of the land, so his dad was the king, you could say, of this small town, and he's the prince, the, the son of this of Hamor. When he saw her, when he saw Dinah, he took her and lay with her by force. That means he raped her. That's exactly what it means. Um, and then the story continues with all the conflict that developed because of that. Uh, and apparently Shechem thought he loved uh, Dinah and asked her dad to negotiate with Jacob uh, the right to marry her. And the long and short of the story is that um, Jacob's sons, Dinah's brothers, say to Shechem and Amor that uh, You know, we can't intermarry, you know, we're we're Jewish people, descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and now Jacob, and we're circumcised. You're Canaanites, you're not you're not circumcised. But, but if you agree to be circumcised and have all the males in your town circumcised, then we can marry your daughters and you can marry our daughters and we'll become one people. And Shechem and Hamar say, hey, that's great. We can all be one big community rather than two different uh, tribes, if you will. And, and so they circumcised themselves. Now, uh, Jacob's sons were never intending to intermarry. They, this was a trick. And the Bible says in chapter 34, verse 25, now it came about on the third day when they were in pain, all of these men, because everybody in that small town, city, whatever, had circum had been circumcised. When they were in pain, that two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, each took his sword and came upon the city unawares and killed every male. So while they were laying in pain, unable to defend themselves, these two men with their swords go in there and kill all the men. Now, Just a horrible story. Then down at the end of the chapter, verse 30, when Jacob, the father, found out about it, he said to his sons, Simeon and Levi, you have brought trouble on me by making me odious among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites, and so on. Um, And uh, he was afraid that all the people in the nearby area would attack him. And in the next chapter, he actually moves to a different part of the promised land to avoid that risk. But he said to his sons, you have brought trouble on me by making me odious among all the people who live around here. The point I want to make from this chapter, and again, there's really nothing redeeming about it, but there's a lesson we can learn. And it's this, that vengeance makes things worse, not better. Vengeance makes things worse, not better. In fact, that's one of the teachings of Scripture. Vengeance, when we take vengeance on someone, we end up hurting a lot of other people, innocent people, because here it wasn't just the man who raped their sister and then wanted to marry her, but it was his dad and all the other men in this city that that suffered. Uh, Vengeance always makes matters worse because you involve other people. You hurt other people. You involve more people than would have been involved if it had been handled initially the right way with fewer people involved. Uh, When you take vengeance, not only does it involve more people, but it adds more layers, which makes the issue more complex and more challenging to resolve and to bring about, you know, um, healing and and a way to move forward. And so the Bible's really clear that when you on your own take vengeance um, and you do it the wrong way, you just make you make things worse because you hurt innocent people. More people become involved in it. There's added layers. And when you make things more complicated, more complex, and you involve more people, you just make it more and more difficult to ever find a resolution, to ever find peace, to ever find healing. So uh, vengeance is not good. We leave that with God. We trust justice will be done, uh, but do it the right way. But personal vengeance, it's not a good thing. It doesn't work. That's God's word for today. Uh, God bless you, and I'll uh, see you tomorrow as we wrap up our devotion by looking at Genesis 35.